Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a family-friendly tabletop RPG podcast. Let's meet our players. Hello, I'm Daniel. Hi, I'm Grant. Hi, I'm Peter. Hi, I'm Greg. Hey, I'm Shanine. Hi, I'm Andrea. What's up? I'm Ben. We hope you enjoy our show. Welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming. I am your narrator, sure will call me that, Ryan. Uh, welcome to Session Zero of Season 4. We're going to introduce our players as you have not met all of them before. And so now I'm going to make them introduce themselves to you in an order I have not determined yet. Greg, say hello. Hello, I am Greg. Hello, he is Greg. Uh, tell Greg, tell the fine people where they may find you on the internet. Uh, only places you can find me commonly is sometimes streaming on Twitch as TAOS777, which is my Twitter handle, which is where you're more likely to find me. Ryan, remember to put links in the description. Okay, Ryan, I will try and do my best. Ben, where can they find you on the internet? Also say hi. Uh, hi, I'm Ben. Uh, that's probably more important than where to find me because they, you really don't want to find me on the internet. I have a Twitter, but I don't think I've even posted anything since the early aughts. So, yeah. No. That's a well-aged Twitter. It's Yeah, it's an old Twitter. Um... Yeah, that's it. That's me. I'm Ben. Come, come say this hi to Ben on voice. our Discord. Yeah, Discord's fine. Ben's on Discord. Uh, Peter. Uh, I'm Peter, and I'm also very hard to find on the internet these days. Um, you can find things that I previously did on the internet by going to stgcast.org, uh, along with Grant, who you'll meet in a few seconds here. But uh, as far as social media, I don't have any anymore. It's now been a few seconds. Sure, why not? Everyone now meet Grant. Sure. I'm Grant, and as Peter said, former host of Saving the Game, which uh, you can find at stgcast.org. I'm out there on the internet, uh, STG Grant on Twitter, a uh, couple other places here and there, but I'm not real big on social media these days either, uh, but certainly you can find old podcast episodes out there, and I recommend that you do so if that's a thing you like. Also, I GM'd last season of city on a hill so you probably got tired of my voice then too thank you again um it's a good game it was an excellent <laughs> game andrea say hi to the nice people hello nice people <laughs> um you can find me on twitter uh it's andrea is me but there's underscores in between both of those words so i'm, I'm there the description. <laughs> yeah where's the webcomic uh, yes, I have a webcomic on Webtoons. If you find me on Twitter, I will probably post a link at some point. So, uh, Daniel. Hi, I'm Daniel. Uh, if I, if you really want to, I suppose you can find me on uh, Twitter at Full Metal Hoyt. That's F U L L M E T A L H O Y T. And yeah, that's pretty much just there and here. And if you join the Discord, I'm sometimes on there. Fight him on Magic Arena. Oh yeah, that too. Uh, if you're on the Discord, then ping me. I'll send info and then we can do battle. Fight with digital cardboard. As we are wont to do. And I'm going to embarrass myself now because I don't remember who I haven't asked yet. Okay, I knew Shanine. Okay, Shanine, go. 
Hi, I'm Shanine. You can find me everywhere on the internet, um, thehootandhowl.com. You can find me on Twitter at thehootandhowl, Instagram, hootandhowltales, T-A-L-E-S. And you can find me on YouTube and Twitch with First Geek 411 podcast. This is what happens when Ryan uses no discernible order. I lose track of people. There are a lot of you now. Also, thank you for coming. Um, we are I, many. <laughs> there are a lot of you. I think that was everyone. Sure, that was everyone. If it it's not too late now. Yeah, ha, you're off the podcast. Ha, get out. Um, no, please don't leave. Uh, if not, we'll edit it and post. And by edit it and post, I mean I'm not fixing any of this. Welcome to my awkwardness. All right. So this is session zero, and by session zero, I mean patterned almost exclusively after what Grant did for session zero of season three of City on a Hill, which I listened to yesterday because I've never done a session zero before. So here we go. Uh, I'm going to give a brief introduction of the absolute nonsense that is my plan for season four, and then we will talk about what characters you may or may not be making. I know some people have very serious definitive plans, and some people have not exactly that necessarily, and that's fine because that's what session zero is for. Um, we will have a discussion of safety rules for tabletop gaming. I may ask Grant for some help with that section uh, and use his lovely spreadsheet that we have here on my other monitor. And maybe if we have time, he said optimistically, but not counting on it, we'll even make something and I'll throw it into the world somewhere. I'm going to regret saying that, but that's probably okay. Uh, so this season, we're we're doing some different stuff. First of all, um, we're not playing, strictly speaking, what I would refer to as Dungeons & Dragons. We are playing a lovely thing called Level Up Advanced 5th Edition, uh, brought to you by the fine world, fine folks at Ian Publishing. I believe I have that correct. Peter, correct me if I'm yep. wrong. Thank you. Yep. Um, a project which Peter worked on significantly, and uh, it's very similar to 5th Edition Dungeons & Dragons, but is not the same. So we will... Uh, We'll hopefully explain those differences as we go, and I think we're going to do some kind of recording slash live stream slash something that further explains that system as we get going. But to start the season, because I'm weird and can't stop myself when I have ideas that I like and write down too often, uh, we're going to start with a prologue for one session where all the players will be a level zero character. Um, it's easier than it sounds. I have a PDF for it. It'll be fine. And then... Once that prologue ends, the game will go forward about three years, and you will all be level three, and we'll reconvene the party, and you guys will go do something. I have plans. There's a boat. I hope no one gets seasick. Or at least <laughs> fake seasick at the thought of being on a fake boat. Also, I'm going to need you guys to cooperate with me during one of the sessions. I have this like 20 minute long bit planned that I can't help myself with. And it's going to sound absolutely ridiculous and everyone may hate it, but I don't care. I trust you guys. It'll be fine. I promise. I hope. Um, <laughs> Listen, I I am in for overly long bits just for the fun of it. It involves a, a, a ship of people, professional wrestling, and someone who vaguely resembles Q from Star Trek. 100% in. Okay, good. Yeah, That's yeah, what I was yeah, hoping that, for. All good here. Cool. Perfect. Yeah, that, I can't think of a single objection to that at all. Great. Uh, this is do what I get to single ideas pop do I get to dust off my, Do I get to dust off my Macho Man Randy Savage? 
Oh yeah. I'll save it because I will. I will hurt my precious voice. It's not good. It's a real, real strain. I tried that yesterday. It's not a good idea. I can't get through like three seconds of a Macho Man promo. I don't know how that man did it. Um, Okay, so. Wow, that was a lot of rambling and nonsense. We're 15 minutes into this recording, and I've accomplished nothing. So pretty standard for us. Good. Okay. So, a show of hands, and not everyone's on video, so show of some kind of indication. Who has a firmishly established character concept? You know, I actually do. Okay. So, we'll go from confidence level to confidence level. Ben, tell me about whoever it is you're playing. So I am playing Cork the Orc, um, a pacifist okay. cleric. Um, he uh, does not like violence in any way as far as committed by him. Uh, values all life, great and small. Um, yeah. Um, he is... Actually, I'm just going to describe his physical look for those who can't see the picture. Uh, and Ben cuts and out Ben's again. again. So dramatic. His hand gestures, <laughs> though, really top of the line. Moment. It's really good. He's just like doing oh, stuff around his he head. Hasn't realized and, like, we can't hear him yet. This is <laughs> well, so good. Or he's doing it on purpose. Well, either one, whichever is funnier. What? We, you said I'm gonna just like, right when you got into the interest. You're like I'm gonna describe the character. We lost <laughs> nothing. We saw the gestures. You were like doing stuff with your head and like pointing off great. to the side. I <laughs> think you told fun. me to steal third at one point. Uh, it was great. Fastball. Oh, Fastball see, this is why we do need to record the video on this mm-hmm. every once in a while. <laughs> Dangerous. I love it. Um, okay, so Cork the Orc is a pacifist cleric mm-hmm. um he is i think i got that part mm-hmm. um he is a a shade of green and he has like blackish green uh, mutton chops mustache and kind of a long hair mohawk ponytail thing uh top knotish um and yeah uh carries around a a type of uh like shepherd's hook priest's walking stick because he does not do violence excellent uh, and now you guys should all i totally think maybe have access to a google doc that just says season four characters feel free to type in there we learned like two seasons oh, ago that multiple people I've can requested access in a google doc at one time dag nabbit i hate when that happens okay where am i looking for this uh in the, uh, in the chat, chat over here and Ben, oh, that I was particular looking at that would facial hairstyle I wasn't seeing it. is called Friendly Munchops. I had it for a few years. Love it. I've had all the different facial hairs. And that one. And that one. And that one. Okay. I totally promise this link works better, maybe. Um, refreshed and it worked. Sweet. So feel free to type wherever. Uh, Greg, I believe you have a relatively fleshed it out character idea. Tell the fine folks who Greg is. Uh, I will be Brother Brock Venton, an adept, which is the A5E version of Monk. 
I don't have a full set on heritage yet. I've narrowed it down to a couple, so I don't have the full heritage yet, but we will flesh that out as we go. Brock was raised in a monastery. He is the fourth son of a noble and was sent to the monastery to actually have a life instead of everything being gone by the time he would be of age. He doesn't remember life outside of the monastery, hasn't really talked or been around anybody outside of the monastery, so getting the ability to go and meet new people and see new things is just going to be the greatest adventure he could go on. It's time for a brave new world. I like it. Um, Grant, conceptualize the character. So my character's name is Tox, a dragonborn wizard uh, who hails from the Carcerine Isles, a cluster of very small tropical islands and atoll. Uh, somewhere off the coast of Ryan's main comet. I've got a whole write-up of it, but I'm not going to get into that here. Um, there's a township, Estrova, and I mean, the whole thing is kind of secretly ruled by a dragon, but don't worry about it. She doesn't generally interact with outsiders. It's fine. It, don't worry about it. It's perfectly totally. going to be okay, I promise. Everything is perfectly normal. It's paradise there, as near as most folks tell. And Tox finds it fairly paradisical as well. Frankly, most folks do. It's just you can't really get away from the whole dragon thing. It's a thing. But yeah, Tox, um, the one thing I haven't actually decided on is gender for Tox. Um, I've been going back and forth between male and female. Um, so we'll see what that ends up being. I may work that, I'll try and work that out here as we converse. But everything else, um, Tox's Talks, main uh, backstory is that coming from these islands, uh, they are a sailor, and a sailor by trade and profession, uh, which is kind of fun because it lets me make a wizard who, you know, whose tertiary stats are, you know, strength and constitution rather than just all my stats are int. Um, and I don't, I'm, I'm a frail little waifish wizard guy. No, I, I like the idea of a wizard with muscle, a, a muscle wizard, you might say. Um, oh dear oh, oh dear no. team and, or four colors um, that joke was just for daniel i think seventh edition but, okay. um, no oh, it's the worst art don't do that oh. but, Why seventh um, edition? because it's the first one that came to mind oh, and i geez. knew it would hurt one of you yeah um both <laughs> perfection but the uh the goal here is to have somebody who is, you know, a rough and tumble kind of sailory wizard climbing in the rigging, you know, uh, that sort of thing. Went with the one of the interesting dragonborn options, which is an aquatic dragonborn. So they can swim. Uh, they have a swim speed of 30 feet. They can hold their breath for 15 minutes. Um, they have dark vision and their dark vision is actually better underwater. They can see uh, additional 120 feet underwater, which is pretty cool. But they also have, you know, because they're quick and agile or just kind of scaly whichever you prefer i'm going with quick and agile they've got a better base ac as well which is pretty neat um all of which adds up to kind of an interesting different take on a wizard i'm still going for my usual wizard approach which is only the bare minimum of damaging spells and the rest is i'm just gonna set up the battlefield and those of you with sharp things you finish this off 
Um, I like utility wizards you know, with a big old um, belt of tools and a sort of disdain for getting their claws slash spells dirty. I like your concept significantly. Uh, in chat is now a link to a 7th edition Magic the Gathering wizard. I can't decide if this is the best or worst art. Is, is it Prodigal Sorcerer? It is, and I really either love uh, or hate it, and I haven't decided which yet. Oh, it's it's not the I Prodigal know Sorcerer I grew up with. Oh, well, it's fine. Daniel knows which. It's hate it. It's, it's hate it. Um, it's not Tim. It's definitely it's, not Tim. Therefore, it's wrong. Tim has uh, better facial hair than that. Um, it's true. Anyway, that's, okay, that's so, talks. Uh, I will kind of figure out gender as we go. Cool. And that works. Um, okay, who else has a basis they would like to describe? Shanine, good. That sounded like volunteering. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so I will be playing Locke. Um, she is a plain-touched deepborn. Um, she has grown up in the city very comfortable with city things. Um, she has been a trader for the past few years, just found some work to just have something to do and have a job basically. Um, but she is feeling like there's more out there for her. Um, and eventually she will discover her innate frosty powers and want to explore that. So magic wielder type TBD. We're working on a thing. Shanine's following the Grand City on the Hill tradition of Ryan wants to rename something. So he takes a word, adds the word born to the end of it. And we pretend it's good, except she's going to do it for both parts of her character, which is very bold, <laughs> yes. and I respect it. Um, I'm here to make things difficult. Shanine will be playing a born born. Born born. <laughs> born, 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 born. Um, for those unfamiliar, um, Plain Touched is the level up advanced fifth edition word for thing that is tieflinged and, as and or Asimar, I believe. And or um, Ganassi, probably. And or possibly Ganassi. And or in this case, because Ryan has disconcertions about the word tiefling, not the word tiefling, the concept tiefling, um, now we have something called deepborn, which are definitely not flavor rematch tieflings, I promise. There is actually some mechanical difference, but uh, yes. So that'll go up into that folder where Patreon backers can look at our content that we've made that I'll definitely need to update before the season starts, but does exist, I promise. Um, someone remind me to thank Patreon backers later. We have new ones. Um, one, two, three, four. Who's next? I think we, so we've think had... The rest what, of us are... are Semi-undecided. Um, yeah. The, okay. The, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, just in the middle of all of this, I only have one idea now because I've settled on the name for my character. Okay. And it is Jock, J-O-K. And the only thing that went through my head is my name is Jock and I'm here to rock. So I'm playing a bard and I have no idea what's happening past that. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Perfection, I expect nothing less. Um, Jock, bard, Daniel, good. 
if you were wondering, yes, they did intentionally all pick one-syllable names with hard vowel sounds, probably just to frustrate me. I got and, mine from the Ikea catalog. Like he always did does. backwards. Daniel is last instead of first. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I got, I got in a flow. Look, all right, I typed real quickly. I wasn't just, paying attention. Listen, everyone knows that Jock is playing Daniel at this point. <laughs> Just what's I mean, happening. Is that what he did last season? So is that what he named his guitar, Daniel? Uh, no, yes. but I'm not opposed to naming it Jock. <laughs> Whatever works for you. Um, okay, sure. Jock that, named his guitar Daniel. That leaves Peter and Andrea. If either of you have some vague concept, feel free to share. If not, it's not like we're going to start rolling dice in five minutes. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Uh. Andrew, Unless we want anything, to, I'll, I'll let you go first if you do. Otherwise, I can jump in. Um, yeah, I was toying around with maybe a druid, so sweet. I might go that route. Then played a druid last season. Yep. Druid, cool. I need you to refrain from his spending as much time as a giant wolf spider as Ben did. It made yeah. everyone real uncomfortable. It didn't it as you all rode off on the giant wolf spider <laughs> trailing a scroll of paper. Which had a list of our complaints on it. And they were I very strongly worded, I promise. We had I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to well, giant spider rides. Whatever works for you guys, it's fine. In season <laughs> one, I very purposely put a group of enemies on lizard back, not anticipating the party instead of killing all of them, keeping one of the lizards for themselves. That was my fault. I probably still not learned my lesson. It's okay. What did you guys call that? What? Uh, Last season's dragon was Littlefoot. Yeah, I don't remember sure season one. That one. I can't remember what the dragon, the, the lizard's name was. Um, okay, Peter. Okay, so... What you got, yo? I'm a... Card subject to change. Yeah, I'm thinking I might get real stereotypical for me and also a little bit precious here and do a multi-class character. Um, I am thinking I may do Asimar and then a mix of Rogue and Herald. What is Herald? Not just for the audience's benefit, Ryan. Herald is, not sure. is the new name for Paladin and... Level up, Paladin. So it was one of the it was one of the three classes that got a new name. So sneak attack smite. Is this oh. something he came from where like he used to hang out with a bunch of old guys and help them hunt down monsters? <laughs> no, that's our Sunday game. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, I know this character. Yeah. No, this is uh this is actually probably like a, a tweak of the character that I played during the playtesting of this system. So. Oh, so I know the character either way. Yeah. Uh, I, look, I said this was probably going to be on, like unsurprising. I have a certain wheelhouse that I tend to stay within. And, and like I said, card subject to change. If we show up for session, well, for the prologue session and everyone's playing, I don't know druids just so that everyone's a spider we've, we've got an entire just, party of fighters and we've decided we're a military unit yeah sure <laughs> we've done weirder i don't Sorry, know I that that's true but we've done spiders? close 
Yeah. Spider. <laughs> spiders were fighting. Spider, I fighter. said druid. That means an entire party of spiders, inevitably. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, no, I it's, was like, yeah. I, it's like every great. cave in Skyrim, and I hate the, it so the much. The sound of, like, a gazillion legs just galloping across the place. So many legs. <laughs> it's just, with, listen, it's we like could all be... Stampede, there's, like, four characters. Like... 56 legs. It's too we could... many legs. <laughs> too many legs. Uh, we could just be a party of tarantula monks. That way we would get furry of blows, but like 16 attacks. I should have known it was going somewhere. That sounded like you said furry. Of I did. Blows. He did. Oh, good. Quite the web of humor he's weaving here. I thought it was just so it was extra flurry <laughs> of blows attacks because there's but, more you know, feet. A... Alright. So, it is interesting. I think the uh, the cleric Harold Rogue and frankly the Druid are going to be our party tanks, so that'll be fun. Um, Heavy hit point party. I'm not mad at it. That just means oh, I can oh, do light, more damage. It's fine. Light hit point party. You know, you I have four tanks ish. Monks are not tanky. Oh, that's true. I could. I don't know. Bards can do a little bit of everything. I might just be a dwarf and then also be a. You know what? Yeah. Oh, it's a dwarf. I could be into heavy metal. Yeah, I'm proud of him. Well, you know, one of the nice things about Level Up is that you can be anything raised in a dwarven culture. And yeah, it's also true. Metal. So okay, yeah. yeah. So while while we're on this, let me let me talk about this a little bit because this is one of the cool things about this system. So in D and D, you've got your race, which is kind of a combination of your genetics and where you grew up, right? Level Up splits that in two. <laughs> you now have your heritage, which is your biology, and you have your culture, which is the environment you were raised in. So you can make Carrot Iron Founderson if you want to, which would be a human raised by dwarves. It's Suddenly neat. I need to reread those books. I'll be back. Yeah. 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 Turns out Excuse if you want to reread be... Discworld books, hmm. If you want to be part of a dragonborn family, you can just be part of a dragonborn family and it's fine. Yeah. And whoever typed season one lizard was Petricor. Thank you. That is correct. I deeply, entirely forgot that, but that is the wasn't Petricor the the Tabaxi yeah. character. Oh yeah, it was Pet yeah Petri no, Petricor. No, was character was Timesis. No, no, and in oh, our oh, season yeah, one, sure that was Petricor. Petricor. Yeah, it was Petricor. She was the Tabaxi rogue. Jenna's character. Yeah, was it was the, I thought it was. Okay, she thought it was Petricor. Was the name of the uh, lizard, lizard, but nope, she doesn't remember. <laughs> I want to say the lizard was like with toothless. Was yeah. it toothless? Because I just used a picture of toothless. Okay. Also, be prepared. You will likely fight some number of Pokemon that aren't Pokemon. I promise, for copyright reasons. Because that's mostly where I get my art from. Alan, there's a lot of it. There, there's like 900 of them. So yeah, I think much. 957 yeah. now or something. All right. So what's next? Um, well, what was next was Peter doing an overview of Level Up, which just happened by accident. So I can I can talk about a few of the other changes, too, if you do like. that thing, please. Yes. OK, so in addition to that, there's also a new destiny mechanic, which kind of replaces alignment, which most creatures and characters don't have anymore. Um, it's basically a new way of getting inspiration, and it also kind of describes your motivations, which is kind of a neat thing. Uh, martial classes get something called maneuvers now, which is more things other than basic attacks that you can do. 
Those run off of a secondary resource pool called exertion that everybody gets. Uh, and then Those there are- Remember Trather uh, playing hit with his maneuvers. They're nominally similar. Yeah, they work, they work kind of differently, but it's the same general concept, yeah. Um, let's see here. There are rare spells now. Uh, there's like versions of spells that can do something more. Um, there's a couple of new skills. Uh, the social and exploration pillars have been filled out quite a bit more. Uh, all of the character classes have been gone over. So this is the interesting thing. They are backwards compatible with fifth edition subclasses, but there's now a lot of like changes like bards get something called battle hymns that they can use um the way that divine smite works for the herald class has been totally redone um there's a lot of like exploration and social abilities kind of built into the classes so that the characters have interesting things to do when they're out of combat the uh, the fighter has um, an ability that they get really early called steely mean um, which kind of does like, you know, the fighters um, toughness or kind of um, formidable nature and how that affects people around them. That's kind of an example. Um, what else? There were a ton of things, but yeah, it's, it's like fifth edition, but a little more customizable, a little more granular and um, more support for things other than combat. So and I will be making a not insignificant amount of use out of the section for out-of-combat traps and or dangers, because I find that section really interesting. Yeah, there's there's some cool explorations. The, the non-combat encounter and exploration challenge section of that book is really interesting. Yeah, the people that worked on that really knocked that out of the park. <laughs> the phrase killing cloud... And hail deluge shouldn't worry anyone. It's fine. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Um, okay. So, and Grant, I may need some assistance for this part. We're going to move into, if I can find it in my notes, um, sort of the section of session zero. There we go. Uh, where we talk about safety measures for <laughs> tabletop gaming. Uh, will you give them like a brief explanation please sir sure so i shared a link out uh, a little bit earlier uh before we all got on this call uh, and started recording and this is a safety sheet template that one of my other games uses uh i like it it um what we have always used is a lines and veils system those of you unfamiliar with lines and veils the idea basically is there are certain topics that are just you know behind the line they are not in the game uh these are things that everybody is uncomfortable not just having off camera but having in the game period okay um a personal one for me is harm to children right it, not just because i'm a dad but it it has always bothered me that's one of those things that i'm like mm, no that's right out uh veils are things that 
are in the world, but do not happen on in, as it were, on camera. Um, torture is a veil for me. If I were running a game, uh, you might enter an old torture chamber. You might find somebody who I describe, I say, yeah, he seems to be suffering some signs of torture. Very nonspecific. These are all things that happen off camera. You're not going to see torture on camera, but it does exist. Um, and then this sheet adds a third category that I like, which is an ask first category of, you know, sometimes I'm cool with it. Sometimes I've been reading the news and I'm not, you know, um, you know, sometimes I just had something happen in my life. Now, a couple, and so there's an ask first category, and these are just all check boxes. Now, a couple of notes about this. First of all, anybody can check anything, and we stick with the strictest version of it, right? So if there's, if something is line for somebody, a veil for someone else, and an ask first for someone else, it's a line, okay? Second, you don't have to explain anything, okay? You don't have to indicate, yeah, it was me that checked this off, and here's why. No, no, no. It just is. And if you're doing this at a table where you're, you're just kind of talking about this ahead of time and making notes, please feel free to just say, yeah, this is a, a line or a veil for me and don't, don't explain it. You're not required to. Um, there's also an extra category on here that I don't think anybody has used um, of not for my PC. Sometimes we kind of want things to, ha to happen in the world and we're okay with it. But, you know, if it's happening to my character, it's a little different. It's getting a little too personal. There's that extra category there. Um, now, notably with this, this is one that I grabbed from, I, this I grabbed from our, oh goodness, which game, it was some other game that I played a while back. Um, I made a copy of it, did a bunch of stuff with it. So there's some random stuff in here like snakes um, that was just kind of copied over. Somebody was having, was, had thrown that in. Uh, so you if anybody has Indiana Jones, stuff, weren't you? I don't even remember why. So if somebody wants to add something to this list, please feel free. And again, no explanations. One other note about this, it's important to review these uh, safety sheets before each session as a GM and a player, because while this is often aimed at the GM, if I, as a player, start describing some of this stuff, you know, well, guess what? That's me crossing somebody's line or veil just as much as the GM doing it. So it's something that we all should go over uh, beforehand just to remind ourselves of where we're at. By and large, you know, this, uh, we all know that City on a Hill is pretty G-rated. There's a lot of this stuff that, you know, is just not going to be included by virtue of the fact of this is City on a Hill. But there are some things that are nice to know about. The other thing is this is not set in stone here and now. If something happens or you're just like, yeah, you know, I thought I was cool with this and I'm not, you just update it. All right. And that's, that's where we stand. So be it. And again, you're not required to explain things. Sometimes it can happen right in the middle of stuff. And, and if something bothers you right in the middle of a, a scene or something, just mention it. And we all just kind of say, okay, cool. We'll back up. Uh, my personal preference is just to rewind uh, when I'm just like, okay, cool. That didn't happen. Let's start over taking a different direction. Um, because a lot, you know, we're, our game world exists in our collective imaginations and we can rewrite it however we want to. So 
that that's the rules of it. Um, yeah, how Ryan does things may be a little bit different, but that's the lines and veils approach that I generally generally prefer. We have rewound and fixed things in the past. It's not an issue. It will happen if it needs to, whenever it needs to. And uh, the nice thing about doing it for an actual play recording is you won't hear it. Mm-hmm. We have an editor. And there are some things I do bother to edit out. Not my own mistakes, but most other things. Yeah. Um, Greg's asking in chat about the X card. This sheet doesn't have an X card. Um, obviously, if something does bother people, I I don't know, Ryan, how you would want to handle that. You put it in chat. Just say, hey, can we stop can we this? This is yeah. Yeah, can we not? Something along those lines. It's a there are some online tools that have X card stuff, but right now we're looking at just kind of a Google sheet. And I find sometimes it's hard to notice when somebody sure. is doing like a, a subtle thing on like a tool or a sheet or something. I'd much rather have someone say, okay, we need to stop very clearly. Do it. Now I know sometimes that is emotionally difficult, but if that's that gets everyone's attention. So they do have literal playing cards built into Roll Twenty. Uh, yeah, I suppose we could try something with those. But... They're they're real awkward. Yeah. Like, and again, it's it's getting people's attention and noticing these things. That's right. the X card works great at a table when there's a physical activity of like, hey, I'm, someone's reaching out to touch it. With lots of other people doing work in a digital space where you're looking at a couple different windows and you know all that sort of stuff and notifications are real small sometimes i have found you just have to say something yeah and you guys are more than welcome to if something needs to be adjusted we will make adjustments it has happened twice in show history i think where we've kind of had to rewind a little bit and or cut something in editing you guys have been more or less really good about just being as objectively nice and nonviolent as possible, um, which base makes both for interesting storytelling and the need for not necessarily having a lot of this come up. Yeah. So um, if anyone has anything specific they want added to the list, feel free to mention it or just add it to the list because this is an editable spreadsheet, I believe. No. Puns can't be on the list. I don't know who put that there, but take that off. <laughs> Based on the hand and mouse movements, that was Daniel. <laughs> that, that was me taking it off. Oh, taking it off. Okay, good. Um, nothing else will likely be removed, uh, but puns is yeah. more or I mean, less this has been half of the show. Are. Yeah, we don't really know I, anything else. I think the only person who would actually want puns on that list is one of Shanine's co-hosts. Mm-hmm. He's made his stance well known. Um, and yet this has been safety time with grant yeah no that's that part is very important and now now that we're done with safety time and we can get on to joking yeah uh he has in fact done one of these sessions with me and his pain during puns was palpable (laughs) and it fed me i was nourished by their pain oh it's so good it was the best part about being a teacher i've seen it in Person. I've, I've I sucked him in with Magic the Gathering content, and then Daniel just took him to town, and it was terrible <laughs> and great. the heck out of the poor <laughs> it, was, it was it was the best bait and switch. And what helped? What doesn't help is that Chris, who is one of his closest friends, went right along with you, and that's even better. I've um, hunted him in person. If, that, that's what all that makes me happy. 
That probably also explains why we haven't recorded a part (laughs) two of that one. Is that why we haven't done that yet? Maybe that's the problem. Uh, Cameron, it is now. Curled up in the fetal position, like puns. puns, Don't let me go back. I don't want to go back. Uh, We only really know one thing here. We know two things. We know nonviolence and puns. That's t-shirt idea. Yeah, that is definitely a t-shirt idea. Nonviolence and puns. Puns are a kind of violence, but they're socially acceptable. I've come to do two things. Chew gum and make puns? And I'm all on a double bubble? (laughs) Make guns, make puns, and nonviolence. And I'm never out of puns. That's true. That's (laughs) Daniel's motto. (laughs) No, it tracks. It's fine. (laughs) Inexhaustible puns. Tasha's hideous... They're exhausting for someone, just not me. Tasha's hideous puns. <laughs> Tasha's hideous puns. All right, what's the next stage um, of session zero? Morden Cannon's inexorable puns. There what? you go. I like that better. Uh, next says more creation, and under that just says let them make something. So let there be characters. Let there be a world thing. Uh. To clarify the story, you will be sent on a mission. Oh, I know what we need to do first. We'll, we'll backtrack in a second. You will be sent on a mission for with which you will spend a session and a half or two sessions on a large sailboat. It's not a pirate ship. It's not. It, that wasn't said for comic effect. It's not a pirate ship. Um, Daniel's giving me that face like it's not a pirate ship yet. It's not a pirate ship. It's not what we're doing here. I've just lost my whole campaign. Okay, good, perfect. Everything's fine. Um, And then you will end up on an uninhabited, probably, mostly, island that was only recently found on the plane a month or so ago. Why is it there? Probably no one knows. Who put it there? Pirate Island. It could be a pirate island. No, no, it's going to be Pirate Island. Oh, it's going to be Pirate Island. You said no pirate ships. Dagnabbit. I didn't say you couldn't recreate Tortuga. Crap. Uh, I also didn't say it wasn't on the back of a giant turtle, so tortoise tortuga, which I'm only going to say yes. once because I can't physically say that twice without flubbing Terrible it. Terrible tortoise tortuga. <laughs> Yo-ho, mateys. Yo-ho. Um, and All right, that's it. Now Jock's a turtle. I mean, we don't have a tortoise. Is turtle portable into level up, Peter? We could probably figure something we'll figure out. Something out. <laughs> Eggborn. Yeah, I fixed it. I actually. Uh, that's so much worse. <laughs> dragon Dragon Turtleborn was one of the things that oh. was in the playtest okay. documents. I'm okay with it, and I think you can just do it with. We'll we'll talk off mics. We it's it's doable. Level up advanced five e Dragon Turtle is in my creation world documents, so buckle in for that one. Um, there you go. I blame Grant. I don't. Well, I was Grant. half I'm very joking. Appreciative but... of Grant. <laughs> He introduced me to the phrase dragon turtle, and I can't stop myself now. It's good. I'm excited about it. Um, Okay, so the other thing we need to do is, so the party will come together for a prologue that will last about a session, depending on how fast you finish whatever I set in front of you. We'll see what happens. Um, For with which your characters will obviously know each other because you've been sent to do some innocuously unexplained thing currently. But then there will be a passage of time, and then you will come back together. So I need we need to establish two things. Whether or not you guys know each other before the prologue, 
and how much time, if any, the group of you spent together between the prologue and the actual first session. So you have like three years of void for with which you can do whatever you please, as long as it doesn't take you past third level. Um, and because <laughs> I just don't trust you guys. Grant will come in and be like seventh level and completely min-maxed, and I respect that. Um, <laughs> now I'm kind of tempted He's to now. Bad. We already done seventh level. We're not doing that again. Um, everyone had too many hit points, and that means at least one of you will have fireball, and that just seems dangerous. Um, so he, we we need to. I don't trust anyone um, except you guys. I promise it's fine. Uh, so we need to establish some form of party inter-party relationships. Do you know each other? Do you hate each other? I hope you don't hate each other. That'll make this awkward. Um, what kind of, of group dynamic do we have amongst, I think, seven distinct heritages? What's so the... one possibility that immediately jumps out to me is my character's background is explicitly that of a sailor. Correct. So talks could either be part of the crew or brought on you know as like oh hey you know your way around a ship you're good for this i'm wondering if if tox is part of the crew of this ship they might have recommended somebody they know that fits very well with what i already have planned for the prologue so sure right that's that's what i'm talking about you know here for the prologue like oh yeah uh I know this person and that person. They they seem great for this sort of work. Something like that. Hmm. Okay. There or, is a defined... Or if not recommendation like, oh yeah, I'm going to talk to whoever's in charge. It might be like, hey, hey, Locke, you need to get on this. There's a big opportunity for you. Something like that. Get in, get in on the thing. There is a thing you guys will be introduced to in the future called the Planar Exploration Navy. And it has a ship for with which you will travel on. So we'll just assume Grant has already spent some time on that ship. Which I will right. Grant name, because I'm a sucker for letting you guys name things and it won't bite me in the back later, I promise. <laughs> um, I was looking at the fact that like both uh, Peter and I are going with Stoic Orc culture. Um... I don't know if that would be something that we could tie in that either I don't know whether they knew each other before they went stoic or um, I'm up for that. Also, you know, Peter's looking at playing a herald and you're looking at a cleric, Ben, that offers some more, you know, yeah. alignment of those characters. Yeah, they went to school together. Um, so like my thought was, so the, the, the background that I have for, uh, Cork is he was very like almost the Buddhist monk style, uh, raised by a, uh, or after he went stoic, um, like, and was found out in the woods going crazy and picked up by, uh, uh, uh what do I have written down is, uh, pull up sheet, change things. Here we go. Uh, Quark was raised among orcs when he showed signs of the orc. Fled his village where he was taken by an abbot who spent years teaching him to control his rage and taught him to respect all life forms. Um, so I don't know if that's if like having an abbot, monk, or monastery area would work. Because I mean, I know somebody else mentioned, uh, Greg, you mentioned um, a monastery. Yeah. 
So I don't know if if the somehow the three of those would be overlapping at all. It's entirely possible. Um, I do have a name for the abbot just because I had a guy come through my work and I loved his name. Um, and it's not pulling up. Costello. No, it's Amadeus something or other. And I have it right here. No, I don't. Do I? Yes. Amadeus Schmidgall. Schmidgall. It's... I thought it was the absolute most D and D name ever for a real person to have. I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely oh, there. It's S C H M I D J L L. Well, you just want to type it in, yeah, with this area so we can all. Amadeus and you are the Loris, gotcha. Abbott Amadeus Schmidtall, to be more specific. Okay. Yeah. Schmidtall. Name came through, and I about died laughing. And I'm like, I'm using that for a character, and then I thought it made perfect Abbott. I will say from personal experience, uh, I am playing a Five Rings campaign, and we had an Abbott show up, and I just threw out that his name was Costello in the middle of it, and (laughs) the GM was like, "Fine, we'll go with." Abbott Costello, and then for the rest of that mod, every time Abbott Costello showed up, it just like derailed a little bit. That's perfect. Yep, that that tracks. Um, okay. So who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. On third, no, on third. third base. Yeah. <laughs> right. There, got the reference out of the way, swiftly moving on. It shouldn't still hold up as well as I think it does. It absolutely should. It's impressive. Um, all right, well, I I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking as a, as a bard, probably could have wandered a whole lot. So, I mean, there's like, I don't know. There's a reasonable chance I will have run into any number of people who I guess would be relatively noteworthy. I could also just be, you know, seeking passage on ships because, you know, barred traveling. I, who knows? Maybe Jock is on a personal mission to collect as many nautical tattoos as he possibly can without actually having to be a sailor. Yo-ho. Well, you know what you're going to have to do, though. Uh, sea shanties. Yes. <laughs> so for the listeners, uh, Daniel just ripped his headset off and ran and got an instrument. Good, perfect. A banjo. <laughs> I have a thing for this. <laughs> okay, that's very in character for Daniel personally. I'm not surprised that just yep. happened. Yep, just a that, that, tiny band. Well, you know, it's comforting to know that it's the real Daniel and not a doppelganger or a body mm-hmm. snap. Oh, no, this or something is definitely like the real like, Daniel. This is the genuine article we've mm-hmm. got over so, here. So, I, I have this weird problem. And, like, I can't always read people's faces. Like, if it's extreme, like, if they're extremely happy or extremely angry, I could probably figure it out. But, 
normal faces, I can't read emotion on them. So when you got up, I had no idea what your face meant. <laughs> I'm like, this, did I just say something really horrible? Oh, no. <laughs> Daniel's gone. He'll be back. It's fine. This now, every Everybody who knew Daniel was like, oh, we know where this He's is fine. going. It's okay. <laughs> Give him He's going to pull out some other random thing. Yeah. <laughs> You've yet to, in a session, literally jump out of your chair, rip your headphones off, and run off screen. So that goes on the bingo card, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just lucky that I knew where that was <laughs> in this room. That's why I got up so quickly. Because I, I know where that well, is. I have a thing this for this. Why I have a really long headphone cable. So sometimes when you see me get up, my headphones are still on so I can hear <laughs> everything. I'm just like around the corner because... Like, this is a wall behind me, so I have a lot of office off to the side and on the other side of my desk. Yeah, you know, Greg, Greg's got that long, uh, you know, cable. He can go mow the lawn, <laughs> wash some dishes, you know. That explains the background noises. Yeah. Knowing me, I would try to wander around, and then the headphones would jerk my head back, and I'd be like the dog in a foghorn leghorn tune and just... <laughs> Oh, this is why we should do this with video. Um, okay. I'm really disappointed <laughs> wait, the audience didn't just get wait to see. wait till the Twitch one. The Twitch oh, one will be fun. OBS records video. Okay, I'm just going to clip Daniel disappearing out, and that's going to become a GIF on Twitter or something. Um, wait, I have a thing. Gone. Right, okay. Just just save it, and we'll do a highlight reel at some point. <laughs> it's just it's it's an audio highlight reel with just that Daniel clip looping over and over as the video. Um, <laughs> It's still funny after five minutes. Okay. Um, so, who, who's like the Palace Cat next? in the Cave video. It never gets old. Mm -hmm. There's a few of those. Um, Janine, thanks for volunteering. And by volunteering, yeah. I mean forcing you to do something. <laughs> um, it can be anyone. I'm just going to call on random people now. And uh, what kind the of teacher relationships? Method. Yep. What, both my parents are. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> Whatever relationships you guys want to form, these are not by any means requirements. It's just good to kind of have – this is something Grant said when we did this last time. Just kind of have some kind of established character interaction so the first three sessions aren't just you guys pretending to get to know each other in character. There's more of a foundation to build off of. Last time we were a bunch of people who all worked for Daniel. Yes. And look how that turned out. Goofily. How no one died, and I think we won. And I I don't know if I made my company a profit. No, probably uh, not. We may have gotten you fired. I that's still considered success. A, I wrote a letter strongly that we, letter. That that we haven't actually read out on a podcast. Anyway, we, we could save that for like a point five. Oh, that's happening. Um, I mean, like, you know, we we did have a moment where some theses were nailed to a door, so that was that was good on the back of a spider. I should have yeah. written with the 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 spider was not on the door, <laughs> door. that we nailed. To no. be clear, we're going to get our objects. wrote up on the spider and then like nailed the theses to the door yeah. and then wrote no up. No spiders the spider. were harmed in the nailing of these theses. There, good. All right, we had to make sure our objects were clear in the verb. Yeah. Appreciate that. There was a spider on my drink today. I assume that means the restaurant was giving it to me as a pet. Oh, I was going to say, that's the spider's drink now. <laughs> he wasn't big <laughs> enough for that. <laughs> that's a bad big spider. Um, okay, so in all 
I use the word seriousness, that doesn't normally apply to us, in all desire to continue on in a forward motion. We'll go with that. We don't believe in seriousness here. <laughs> I got Daniel. Victory's mine. Okay. Um, if anyone has any other character relationships, and obviously you guys only theoretically half have characters in some cases, so forcing in party interaction between people who don't necessarily fully functionally exist yet is maybe a bit of a stretch, but that's never stopped us before. Um, does anyone have anything else specific they would like to explore on a character level? In relation to this? In relation to this. I probably will, but okay. I don't I don't have that picture yet. It will probably come up at least a couple sessions in, because it, it usually takes me a couple to figure out what my character actually wants. Yeah, and I'm I do like Ben's idea about several of us having like some background in common before the game even starts. Um, so I'm I'm starting to look at some of the stuff that I can do to kind of lean into that. Okay, uh, I'm but gonna nothing is nailed down yet. I'm gonna spring something on you guys that Grant had us do last time, um, and feel free to ask questions if you need further clarification before you make declarative statements. Uh, I'm going to ask each of you something you know to be true, uh, your character knows to be true about the game world. So basically, this is your freedom to insert something into the game that you have an expectation may happen. I'll say it that way. Uh, and because this was Grant's idea last time, hopefully Grant can come up with something relatively quickly. He's not shaking his head no violently like I need to move on to someone else, so I'm just going to let Grant go. Grant, what, for it. what's something you know to be true for talks? Oh, know to be true for talks or know to be true about the world? We'll go with for the world. What is, what is something Grant knows to be true about the story we may or may not be telling soon? I, I guess my problem is I don't know enough about what we're... I guess I should further clarify that. Yeah. Uh, essentially, you guys are being called together as a part of a party of adventurers to be sent out to explore this new, literally new landmass that has appeared, that appears habitable, but has just kind of appeared in the ocean, perhaps by magic, perhaps by some other non-magical means. I'll let your minds fill that blank in. Um, there is a new place with, like, fully formed vegetation and creatures, but presumably no people, and it is your responsibility to go to it, explore it, and perhaps establish some kind of... I'm trying to avoid the word colony. Uh, settlement. Settlement. I like settlement. Outpost, perhaps? perhaps Both of those outpost. are very good. And uh, further explore that area. Uh, I do actually have a question for clarification. Well... Grant's percolating. Um, so, to be clear, this is set in the same world, landmass, continent that I guy thingy. So far. Yes. Yeah, that you've created so far. So, what off of which coast is this, and what lands is this near? To give uh, us a little more context, I'd have to go find a map for those who haven't seen it, uh, for your edification, north of where Campaign 1 was and 
so north north of the predominantly hum, human kingdom, east of the predominantly giant kingdom, out in the ocean. Correct. Northeast ish. So if here, this is the map, map, then right. about yeah. So about here, right here ish. Okay. Yes. All right. So particularly fun with everyone's randomly flipped video. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Perfect. I was I was very on purpose, like doing the video mirroring, so I could get it in the correct spot. Also, anyway. great audio. Yep. Perfect. That's it. Is perfect audio. We know nothing. Uh, else. Yeah. Go. Go ahead. And so Grant. this is. Um, I had to think. Grant, go ahead. <laughs> Maybe sure. the thing will come back. Oh no! No problem. Um, I've kind of put you guys in a weird spot because I haven't. It's sort of amorphous on purpose. It's not like it's taking place in like a fully established, well-known portion of the game world. Yeah. Uh, initial reports from those who uh, have sort of did the cursory scout of the island, as it appeared. When the island is visible, you know, from a ship, the moon is always full. So it's never visible during the day. Oh, no, no, no. No, it, oh. it's visible during the day. Oh, okay. The moon is always full. It's over only the visible in a full moon. No. Nope. The okay. moon's always full. When you are there, the moon is therefore oh. full. Oh. That's even more complicated. Okay, good. Hmm. That could mean all sorts of things. Yes, that's that's the point. That's troubling or dangerous or good. Okay, good. I like it. I gave you something vague and you've given me something that I will have to figure out what means. Good. I like it. Um, Again, the goal is hurt the DM. Perfect. Um, <laughs> oh, me next. Um, <laughs> ben raised his hand first. We're going to go in order of who raised their hand first, since this is now an elementary school classroom, apparently. Uh, ben, what you got? So uh, there, with the the uh, discovery of the island, um, led the stories have been circulating about sea monsters that weren't there before. Ooh. Ben, this was hurt the DM, not give the DM ammunition. <laughs> That both I said something I already have and something else I already have. Excellent. They're stories, so like it might not be true, but stories. Spoilers, it's true. <laughs> I I'm a fan of hurting ourselves, so that's awesome. Thanks, Ben. Also, thanks, Grant, for whatever for I figure out the moon thing means. <laughs> okay, Daniel was excited and jumping up and down, but this time not about something that took him out of his chair. All right. Um, no. Did you say wear dolphin? <laughs> say wear dolphin. <laughs> I didn't write it down. It yet. doesn't work if the moon's always full. Anyway, we're gonna move on. Uh, no. Always a half dolphin, half man. <laughs> but top half dolphin. No. no. All right. Moving right. on. Yeah, human legs. Like. <laughs> and he doesn't have hands. Yeah, he just <laughs> really slow swimmers. Runs into things with his, you know, his dolphin snout for her life. <laughs> That's right. The really yeah, we, and, we, and we did it on porpoise. See, this and is forcing Ryan snout. to learn how to make dolphin sounds. 
<laughs> no, I've tried. I'm not good at it. Okay, like moving Chewbacca on. Sounds. Uh, I can't make those either, and it upsets me. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, all right, so ac actual facts, not weird aquatic mammal facts. Um, it can be both. Despite the island being uninhabited by people, uh -oh. scouts have reported seeing at least one person on the island that riding can, one of the giant lizards. That can mean any number of things. Perfect. Uh, okay. Report having seen at least one person. This riding on the giant know. lizards. Right, right. You can't have them. Stop asking. I know you guys well enough to know where this is going. I'm just trying to make them canon first. <laughs> That's the process. Okay. Listen, as a player, it's always better to ask for forgiveness than permission. That's probably not true. Don't take... That's bad advice. But it's very us advice, so I don't know that it's out of character. Giant lizard. Okay, that can't end badly. What color's the lizard? Uh, Iridescent. I shouldn't have asked that question. Okay. Uh, never ask my for more information. It only makes <laughs> it worse for you. He's not wrong. Okay. Um, who... Who wants to make something complicated next? I, I got something. Peter, go ahead. Aerial scouts who have flown over the island and looked at it from the air. Okay. Have reported only at night when, you know, the as we've established, the moon is out. You can see by moonlight what looks like the remnants of a city. But not in the day. And it doesn't seem to be occupied. Okay. That Ghostly fits like, moon city. <laughs> that fits a couple things I had in mind, but not together. I do like that Ryan has outsourced this uh, first adventure to the party. <laughs> you guys are going to take control of whatever I give you anyway. I'm just getting ahead of it. That's how players do, uh -huh. man. It's a role-playing game. <laughs> okay, so see by moonlight the remnants of an uninhabited city, but only by moonlight. But there's always a full moon. Right. Except during the day. So it's not visible. Or when it's day. overcast. Or when it's overcast, right. So what you're saying is it's always gonna be overcast out. <laughs> it's now always daylight in this part of the plane. It's like Alaska uh, one month out of the year. Um okay. I have a shirt that says it's never sunny in Barovia. It's the Ravenloft setting. Thank you. Thank you. You know. <laughs> I didn't. That's okay. Curse of Strahd. I, I DM Curse of Strahd. Okay. So my, one um, of my players got me the shirt. Four pieces of very interesting information. Yeah, Peter, you've unintentionally leaned into something I do have written down about a group of aerial scouts, so that's good. Happy to be of assistance. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, who wants next? Andrea. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say some scouts report almost contradictory information, just like vastly different descriptions of what they see on the island, almost as if it's like a completely different island. That last part sounds dangerous and good. Okay. It's a where island. <laughs> At night it's, it's one island and in the day it's another island. Where island? There. <laughs> There, I got it. Yep. 
as mm. if it's a different place. Huh. Oh. That's interesting. Okay. I have a theory. All right, that's good. I'm allowed to. I'm in charge. Sweet. <laughs> Greg, ruin the theory. Greg, ruin the theory. Do you want something small or something kind of larger? You do you, homie. No, do you want a little bit of nice? Give him something in... world shaking. Bring it on. <laughs> or small, but also very important. Oh, it is small. Don't worry. Well, oh, that's dangerous. Larger than normal, but still small. Okay. Larger than a house cat, but still small. Bipedal cats. I thought he was joking or making a size comparison. Okay, hold on. Let me. Okay. Larger. It's a... like still then... smaller than a half foot. House cat. Bi... Like, like a bipedal main coon. Like a bipedal main coon. Why they have to be bipedal? Okay. Also, I don't Wait. know how to spell main coon, but that's cats. okay. Like uh... pygmy tabaxis. Oh, that's worse. kind of yeah, kind of yeah, small, kind of miniature tabaxi. Yeah, but I work these into a lot of my game worlds. But 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 looks like a palace cat, right? With the the little like ears on the sides and the rounded pupils and the kind of constantly no. like. I like I like the main face. coon, like tall ears and the big pointy faces. Okay, I'm gonna leaving ask patches a of fur I'm everywhere. Going to regret. Are they sentient? Yeah. But they're bipedal. Of course they're sentient. That's how that works, right? Wait, is that actually how that works? Speaking in fantasy. <laughs> huh. Can they talk? It, 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 I mean, the, most birds are yeah, considered yeah. bipedal. In the, world, so... in the world I created them for, they also created flying ships. Okay. Sorry, in my head, the, the <laughs> ships are like... I, I they're, they're like duffel bag size, and they go... <laughs> make a league of legends there's reference all, but i'm gonna move there, on there's okay. there's what would be considered like an absolutely massive like airship for these things it's like the size of a honda accord and not even <laughs> one human can get on top of it and they're all <laughs> they're all covered in shag carpet <laughs> meet me well yes for, yeah the shag carpet's good for the claws good great <laughs> pre-built intentional accessory Okay. You just gotta just gotta be careful. It's not just like pulling at the carpeting. Yes. I will just gotta be careful. It's like three p or three at night. They just they get the zoomies and the little things are just flying around everywhere. I will note I stopped writing after can talk. Um, that's that's probably, probably for the best. For the best. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Janine, nothing cat related, please. <laughs> if if at all um, possible. Nothing cat related. Um, Thank you. In one of the descriptions of the city, um, despite it being a tropical island, there is some structure of ice. Like giant wall of ice or like actual building made of ice? Not a whole building. It's hard okay. to tell if it's a remnant of a building or a table or something of that sort. Appears to be made of ice. Okay. I think she somehow made the more the most complexing perplexing one. 
I don't know what to do with that. All right, good. It's a good thing this isn't the first session, and I don't have to know We're yet. We're all trying to one-up each other at this yeah, point. Yeah, good. No, <laughs> that was... created a monster. Very interesting. There's cats and ice and giant lizards. And more sea oh monsters than I originally planned. Mostly um, moon cities and... Yeah. <laughs> Lots of moon. That's lunacy. Cats could always just, like, good. have the giant good. lizards as mounts. This benighted idea. <laughs> oh, is the only people they can see moving around the city just cat people? Okay, good. That's somehow worse, I think. <laughs> good, good, strong. It's a human-sized city, but it's only populated by these tiny little cat people. <laughs> That's just more space for the cats. I'm not writing that part down. That seems bad. Okay. Did this just become post-apocalyptic? <laughs> I mean, it might have been already. Cats like, can probably survive everything. I have some confidence in that. All right. What have we done? Okay, good. Um, if the rats do so, well, the cats. I mean, that's one of their primary food sources. That's so. true. You do have to have both. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so I will call you by care. Where's the list? Character name. Thank you, Greg, by the way. Um, oh, well. I will call you by name and or character name. Tell me something that is true about your character. It does not have to relate in any way to cats or large moons or ice towers. But it could. <laughs> no judgments. Um, ben, tell me something that is true about Cork. Um... And this can he's be quite literally anything. He's a vegetarian with a gluten allergy. Okay. I'm not entirely uncertain you didn't just describe Jenna, but that's fine. She is the reason I know you, so that's probably okay. Um, she won't object to it. Greg, tell me a thing about Mr. Brock. Uh, his initial goings-on to go with the other stuff that's going to start at the level zero things is due to his monastery's version of Rumspringa. As he has spent his entire life there, he's moving on with it. Okay. Rumspringa it is. Um, Shanine, tell me something that is true about <laughs> luck. I think as a deep born she she feels comfortable in her city but knows what it's like to be on the outs so she will really root for the underdog okay hmm okay i make this face when i don't remember how to spell a word okay embarrassment time how do i spell root with letters good strong uh, are you talking about like non tree structure or rooting, uh, way rooting to get someplace for the home team or rooting for the home team R O O T. Oh, it's the same as the vegetable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. If you were going someplace, it would be R O U T E. Right. So good. Well, that was awkward. Great. Daniel. Jock is going to keep a, uh, a stone amulet on a necklace that's f 
from his birth home. Because even though he says he wants to travel around everywhere, he still needs a place to remember where home is. Okay. Good. Um, Andrea. Tell me something that is true about your yet-to-be-named druid. That may or may not be a druid in the long run. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm going to just be a little generic because I'm not totally sure yet, but she's ambidextrous. Yeah. Nice. So, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. Good. Peter. He's got two extra sets of eyes. Uh, he's He's got a normal-sized set, like right where a human's would be, and then a smaller set, like right underneath where, you know, um, you'd paint like that black if you were, uh, you know, a baseball player or something. Okay. Um, right there, kind of like on his <laughs> cheekbone. And then another set that's kind of up above, like his eyebrow, where his eyebrow would be, and kind of out a little bit further. And the, the spare sets are smaller than the main ones. Do they fully function? Yes, and they all glow. Yeah, you got high beams, low beams, and fog lights. <laughs> Good. I appreciate that they're referred to as spares. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting into what well, all that I mean, could if, could know, not imply. That I seems think, bad. I think eye injuries on the safety thing. So yeah, we're just gonna move on. Um, yeah. France, let's hope your uh, eyes are in good shape. I doubt you want septifocals. <laughs> yeah, really. Like it's a lot of glass. All right, so I need to grind six different lenses for mm -hmm. you. So. Wait for like a week, and <laughs> and they're all slightly different because your vision's yeah, slightly he, different. Like, there's one in the like, there's just one random one that's nearsighted, uh. and then like he's got twenty twenty, and like another one that's diagonal from that, and then there's mm -hmm. two that are farsighted, and mm -hmm. one's got like cataracts, and it's just it's a problem. The other one's got astigmatism. My question yeah. is, can he wink with each one of them? <laughs> no, no, yes. he can't. He's not allowed to. <laughs> Actually, that's one of the things happening. that I was thinking is. Um, Ooh. he can kind of disguise this fact by closing the smaller ones and they don't really have like eyelashes. So it can kind of just look like wrinkles in his skin unless he opens them all. Hmm. Is that okay. Say Samir powers go off when he opens his other set of eyes. Yes. Probably. Yeah. I was thinking too. doing that with like some of the magic and stuff like he'll open <laughs> like a couple other sets of eyes and, you know, open your Whoa, sixth okay. eye here. <laughs> Sorry huh? for other background noise. My wife came into the office to do some work too. Um, Peter, if that gets picked up by the mic. Speaking yes. from a lack of personal knowledge for this current thing, is that standard of ASMR, or is this just? It standard is actually of one of the character? things that is mentioned in. Um, I should say it was mentioned in the playtest document. I don't know if it made it through. Oh, well, it's made it through here. Yeah, here we go. Divine uh, blood also oh. twists their features into something frighteningly angelic, resulting in horns that resemble halos or headdresses and occasionally even plain touch with extra sets of eyes. So that is explicitly in the rules. Extra sets of eyes. Okay. No, oh. uh, no particular mechanical benefit, just looks different. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Like. <laughs> Good. Flavor, ain't it great? Yeah. Uh, Grant, <laughs> something true detox. So, Tox, uh, Tox has been practicing quite a lot and is very proud of their ability to use their tail as a sort of third hand. It's not 
strong enough or dexterous enough to, you know, be used for important things, you know, like combat. But, you know, they keep trying, like, they, they keep trying to pick up their morning coffee with their tail, and they keep trying to pour things, and they keep, they, they're doing their best, all right? It works Just, an amount of the time. It certainly has worked a non-zero amount of time <laughs> in the past. <laughs> Good, um, perfect. Okay, all right, I like and, it. And, you know, it's, it's one of those, you ask them about it, it's like, well, you know, it's a, it's a skill, right? You, you want to practice these things. They, they keep trying to write with it. It's, it's messy, but it does speak to their personality of looking for advantages and, and looking to better themselves constantly, you know, like do, find ways to be better in ways other people just can't be. Um, their, their personality is definitely a sort of little snooty, a little little haughty but there's this weird physical manifestation of well i'm going to learn to do this something with this tail that i've got and i'm going to i'm going to make it work for me okay okay i like it does however in practical terms end up causing messes fairly (laughs) regularly okay Hmm. okay interesting okay and we'll do this fairly quickly because i know we need to wrap soon um something each of you Personally, you people, not you uh, characters on sheet, uh, want to be true about this campaign. Sort of a, a hope or an expectation of whatever it is we will get into. Something you want to see or don't want to see. Uh, some kind of mechanic you wish to explore. I had this idea 30 seconds ago and I'm running with it, so we're just going to see what happens. You guys haven't disappointed me so far, so I have good expectations I hope. All right. Uh, I'll jump in. Um, Something I want to see is I want to see kind of uh, an opportunity for the characters to kind of go through an arc and have some growth. I mean, I know nominally we're going to get one with a three year jump in time, but even like after that, I want an actual like, like a, on the podcast one. Yeah, like a like a progression of character. Okay. Yeah, I'll second that. Not a hand wave, oh by the way, you're third level now. Well, level well, no, that, and that part's fine. Yeah, yeah. Are not the same thing. Yeah, right, but right. like okay. af- after that, in the sessions, be able to have character arcs. So things potentially storyline events affecting the characters and the characters grow and adapt. Okay. I like it. Um, interesting. Okay. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Peter. I'd, uh, I'd like to actually, and this may be a bit of a stretch for you, but I, I'd like these characters to advance to the point where um, we can start tinkering with like some of the synergy feats, which requires kind of getting into the mid levels. So define mid levels seven to eight. Okay, noted. Sure. Who next? I'll go for it. Um, I would like a larger selection of regular NPCs 
okay. that we're interacting with on a regular basis uh, and develop some relationships with. Um, this is not necessary because my campaign last season was very much a you're out in the middle of a wilderness and there's one or two encounters with people, which structurally fine, not a lot of room for like other people we're meeting, right? Right. Um, and the season before we were kind of doing sort of missions, that sort of thing. We had some of that, but there wasn't a lot of like ongoing development with the exception of Trather Squire. Mainly, yeah. sort of showed up partway through. We got a right. little bit of that. I, I would like some of that, like let's explore some of this and um, build up relationships. And, and I will say, I, I don't mind personally voicing other NPCs. Okay. So if you want to be like, hey, cool. Uh, this person, this person are in this room. Somebody take them. Like I'm, you know, with these, you know, basic constraints so that it's easier on you. I'm cool with that. I already have a plan for that to come up at least once. It's fine. So, yeah. Okay. But that's where I'm at. I like it. I'm I'm happy to jump in and do that as well, too, if you need more than one. Okay. Uh, who's next? Maybe. And you guys don't have to have something. I just want to, if you guys want to have input into non-world building broadly, which we've already done, like if you guys have actual things you do or do not want to see in a campaign, I am open to clearly all sorts of suggestions. There's cats and ice buildings. I've written down lots of things I didn't expect. To be fair, I don't know what I expected. It just wasn't that. Yeah, I was going to say, did you expect, yeah. did you expect anything you wrote down? No. <laughs> Peter has six well, eyes. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. I'm sorry. That just wasn't you, I mean. that wasn't on the list. It's just it's just who you guys are. Uh I mean I'll go real quick. Um some sort of underwater uh not art story like event. Um I just I like the Especially since we have potential for uh, sea monsters and things like that. Um, some, like, not Atlantean stuff, but some, I don't know, swim around the ocean, find something kind of thing. You don't tip me into a story where I just turned this into Atlantis the Lost Empire. Um, would we, if I, that were to happen, would we possibly get a special guest <laughs> to be a villain that episode? I've already asked. He won't do it again. <laughs> I mean, I personally, I, I enjoy the difficulties of water mechanics. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, I think uh, James Garner's passed away, so I don't think we can get him anyway. No, I already broke <laughs> Justin's heart when we tried that last time. It didn't work out. Um, I got your four basic I'm food groups, <laughs> beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard. <laughs> I want to open a flower shop when this is over. Oh, I love that movie so I'm much. Looking some, I'm looking at somebody else who I think broke his heart with that. Oh, well, yeah, that also happened. Um... <laughs> That was a complicated session, and that was my fault. Um, we may have some guest appearances this season. I, I am working on that, but maybe not strictly speaking in that same context. Unless I ask real nice and he's feeling generous. We'll see what happens. Um, Greg, Shanine, or Andrea, anything you want to add along those lines? Okay. Well, then I think... I've written down a bunch of stuff that I'll have to figure out what to do with, but that's the 
responsibility of the narrator, which is now what I'm going to call myself because I think it sounds cool. But I don't want to have to do a voice every time that happens unless Grant can get me that thing he used to change his voice last season, in which case I will definitely do that. Um, it was like 25 bucks or something. Intriguing. Okay, so I think... Uh, so for the listeners, you guys will hear this. You guys will hear some other preseason and prologue things, and then we will get into the meat of whatever terrible sea-based cat thing it is we've made tonight. We'll see. I blame Greg for this, but in a complimentary and loving way. Um, It's good. So yeah, uh, so thank you to Ben, Shanine, Greg, Daniel, Andrea, Grant, and Peter. Yes, I read them off the screen in that order because I'm not going to remember those all yet that fluidly. It may or may not happen at some point in the future. Thank you guys for doing whatever kind of nonsense it is we do here. You guys have been, for long or short, very willing to follow me along whatever disastrous path we are on right now. Um, Full of absolute nonsense and mostly just puns because that's really... We have a brand and we're faithful to it. Don't and worry, I think we'll make we're sure to keep it catty for you. Thank you. Um, and I believe we're we're good at it. I believe we're good at it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, this show is available wherever you download podcasts. I hope. Let me know if it isn't. Uh, City on a Hill Gaming, City on a Hill Game on Twitter. Check out the links in the description below for all of these fine people and all the cool things they do. Uh, thanks, as always, to our. Patreon backers, thank you to whoever just reminded me in chat to say that. Um, Let me go find the list. Where'd the list go? There's the list. Um, Stephanie, Ryan, Brian, Andrew, Christina, Ashley, Tony, Joanne, and Sir Lord Epic Name. Yes, I know his real name is Doug, but I'm not going to stop calling him Sir Lord Epic Name. That's what it says on my screen, and I think that's cool. Uh, So thank you guys for supporting us. It really does mean a lot to me that you think what we do is cool and worth supporting and it does help us uh keep this going because web hosting is oddly expensive but yeah it is what it is so uh thank you guys for joining us we hope you're excited for season four of our absolutely lovely brand of nonsense that is city on a hill gaming uh, a no longer fifth edition dungeons and dragons actual play podcast a family-friendly tabletop RPG actual play podcast, as I am now going to call it, because this is many things, but it is not Dungeons & Dragons, technically speaking, and there will still be no dungeon. Stop asking. It's been four (laughs) seasons, and I've at least managed to avoid putting it in here. Grant, I'm looking at you. I like dungeons. (laughs) But they're dark and scary, and they have spiders in them. It sounds like we've won underwater dungeons. The party brings the spiders, Ryan! Yeah, and that's partially my fault keep letting you guys do that okay so we, we just thank you guys everyone for listening we hope you have a blessed day thanks for listening to city on a hill gaming for more information you can find us on twitter at city on a hill game on instagram at city on a hill gaming on twitch at twitch.tv slash city on a hill gaming or wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for city on a hill gaming if you want to hear more from the saving the game folks you can find their backlog of episodes at stgcast.org thanks as always to our patreon backers stephanie ryan brian doug andrew christina ashley joanne and tony we really appreciate everything you guys do to support the show thanks for listening and have a blessed day okay so sound check
Uh, Daniel, do do words. Make words. I am Daniel, and these are sounds that are coming out of my mouth and affecting the air and through digital that you are interpreting as language. That's how this works. I panicked. <laughs> I mean, I can technically check levels, but it's so close enough. Um, ben, say also other words, preferably not the ones Daniel just used. <laughs> <laughs> they decorated all the generals who fought the war behind the lines. They had forgotten all the soldiers. The brandy puts them way behind the times. Insanity has found its way to TV screens. Vision seems impossible to me. They fight for king and country. I never would have thought this in my wildest dreams. I got nothing. You're going to tell me what that is. And Dulce et Decorum Est. It's not. It, it's the song Wildest Dreams by Asia. Oh, okay. Oh, also, if you do quote something, be prepared to tell me what it is, because I probably won't recognize it. Um, so that's Daniel. That's Ben. Peter, say other things. Crushing Haymaker, third level, evocation, attack, thunder, unarmed weaponry. Classes, cleric, herald, sorcerer, warlock. Casting time, one action. Range, self. Components, verbalized, scene, and material. Set of brass knuckles. Duration, instantaneous. Saving throw, special. Your fist reverberates with destructive energy and woe betide whatever it strikes. As part of casting the spell, make a melee spell attack against a creature or object within five feet. If you hit, the target of your attack takes 76 thunder damage and must make a constitution saving throw or be knocked prone and stunned until the end of its next turn. This spell's damage is doubled against objects and structures. Cast at higher levels. The spell deals an additional 1d6 of thunder damage for each spell slot level above third. That was one of the spells that I wrote that made it into the rules of the game that we are playing. I was going to say no one take that because it has so many words, but Peter wrote it, so if you want to take it, that's fine. Yeah, it's he can just... not that. It's not that many if you look at like other ones. It's just reading all that header stuff out loud makes it sound much more than it is. Makes me want to play League of Legends. Um, <laughs> Greg, say words, preferably exactly the same ones Daniel did, or your own. Either one's fine. No pressure. <laughs> I went to sleep with gum in my mouth, and now there's gum in my hair. And when I got out of bed this morning, I tripped on the skateboard, and by mistake, I dropped my sweater in the sink. The water was running, and I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. I was going to ask, but you answered my question. Thank you. Yep. Way to dredge up me when I was, I don't know, eight or something. That's good. This was my copy when I was a child. Yeah. Um, uh, one, two, three, yes, Janine. Deeply stirred to indignation, he rose and strode across the path and faced the bust of Plato. That man, for example, he has no nationality, he has no fatherland, he has no race, no kingdom in this world can claim him or destroy him. Abruptly, Marcellus stopped in the midst of what promised to be an oration. He stood silent for a moment, then walked slowly toward Demetrius and stared into his eyes. Do you know Demetrius? That is what the Galilean said of himself. I remember, nodded Demetrius. He said his kingdom was not of the world, and nobody knew what he meant. Gaius? We've been reading The Robe for a book club. Very nice. 
There's so many notes in it. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the novelization of Pulp Fiction, but <laughs> that's, that's been a weird part of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Grant, so Pulp Fiction. Well, a look at the early division of the Indo-European languages into the Kintum and Satam languages. The sound shift, which marks the division of the Kintum and Satam languages, is then explored in the context of the modern English letter C. The history of the letter C is presented from its Greek origins to its modern usage. That is episode five of the History of English podcast, which is my current favorite podcast in the world. I'm just binging my way through all 158 episodes. It is delightful because it is a look at the history of English and all of the historical action that took place alongside the development of English, all the way back from Proto-Indo-European to where it currently is with like, hey, here's, you know, the interactions of England and Ireland in the 1800s, things like that. So fascinating stuff. Absolutely love it. I'm a big old linguistics nerd and boy, is it right in my wheelhouse. Michel Foucault would be very proud. I like it. Okay. <laughs> That's, I was just going along with it too. It's fine. Uh, Andrea. I will plan something better for this next time. <laughs> I, I promise. Didn't you don't have to. It's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to what it's like to be a DM. I'm pretty sure what Daniel did was on purpose and possibly planned. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even better then. 